Welcome to my Reflections podcast. I'm Abdurrahman and in this podcast I will be going over part two of lessons from our birthday. So part one was about a month ago. Just to explain to everyone how I formatted all of this. Before my 20th birthday and slightly after, I collected all my thoughts and all the lessons that I thought I learned during that year between 19 to 20 and I will now be going through the list of all the lessons that I learned and as I'm going through the list I'll be commenting on each of those lessons so to begin if you haven't watched part one uh, you should probably stop watch part one and then come back to this so without further ado let me get right into it now so the first lesson for part two is that people will enter your life and people will leave your life and um, I remember vividly when I went to my brother's house um, there was a quote that really stood out to me and it, it went like this and it's a I believe it's a very true statement as well sometimes the people you want as part of your story are only meant to be a chapter and I wrote all of this way back I wrote all of this um, before my 20th birthday but still, I can still see that lesson is still relevant to me today. And I believe that's important to highlight because when you reflect on that and realize that people will enter your life and people will leave your life, it can either cause you to think in one of two ways. Either it can make you resentful against the people that left your life for whatever reason or it can make you grateful. It can make you grateful and cause you to appreciate the people that are still around you and appreciate those people that won't be around you for as long as you'd like. People will pass away, people will move abroad, people will just leave your life. So when you recognize that, you don't take people for granted. You don't just expect people to be there all the time. It causes you to be more appreciative. And I believe that's the approach people should have with regards to this subject. It should cause you to become a person who appreciates people more. Because through this lesson that I've seen and I continue to see in my own life, people will leave your life and people will enter your life. Be grateful for the people that are still around you. Because they won't be around you for as long as you would like. And that's, that's the approach I believe we should have. But there's another way people tend to look at all of this. It causes them to be very resentful against the people that have left. Of course, there are reasons for this. Maybe you had a friend and you had a fallout. But I believe a person like that should just focus on those moments they had with their friend in which they just enjoyed each other's company. You know, life is way too short to always be thinking in a negative manner, thinking in a way in which you're resentful towards others. So I believe all of this should just cause people to be more grateful around the people that are still around them. Second lesson now, your thoughts and feelings will change over time. Now, if you asked me two years ago, um, what were my hobbies or what I would like to be doing in my spare time, and you compare that to now, it's very, very, very different. Because the way I think now, the way I feel now, is not the same as before. And you can never really predict that. 
So the things that I do now in my spare time is things that I didn't do previously and the things that I would do previously I no longer do. And looking back years ago, I would have told anybody that the things that I do in my spare time, the hobbies that I have, I will carry on for the rest of my life. But I didn't. I stopped them and I basically swapped them out for what I thought and I believe is a better use of my time. And that just goes to show that your thoughts and your feelings will change over time. That's not just specific to something like hobbies. It's also how you approach life in general. The way that you view life, the way that you view the people around you. Undoubtedly, your feelings and your thoughts will change. It may be that you wanted to pursue a certain career your entire life but you hit like 40 and now you've got a family and that desire that you had, that that ambition that you once had is no longer there because you now feel that family is far more important to you than career. So I believe that's something to keep in mind because something that you believe today is not necessarily the same thing that you will believe tomorrow. You should just be conscious of that when you make very big decisions which could affect you for the rest of your life and you make it based upon feelings that you're holding in this exact moment because those feelings over time will change. And adding to this is the third lesson which kind of carries on this point and it says that what you prioritize will change as time goes on. I believe that feelings and thoughts, it's like... I guess the foundation that everything comes off is like the engine to the car and the actions that you take are going to be based upon your thoughts and your feelings. The two combine to form your actions that you'll carry on. So what you prioritize will depend upon how you feel and what you think. And since those change, your thoughts and your feelings, what you prioritize will also change. So that's also something important to keep in mind. The Next point is about life's uncertainty and life's ever-changing circumstances. People will pass away, babies are born, people get married, others get divorced. Life is full of constant change and uncertainty. And if I looked back to when I was 19 and now that I'm 20, my life has changed a lot since then, like a lot. Uh, the people around me have changed. My own family, um, big life events happened within my own family. So the things that I thought would happen in a year to come didn't happen. And like very unexpected things took place. So that just kind of goes to show how how uncertain life is. How, how, how much life changes. I guess that's a beautiful thing as well. Because if you're in a situation where you can't see a way out and life isn't going well that could be the point from which your life will change in a positive manner and you can never really see it coming because life changes very quickly and it can come all of a sudden and and it can just be very unexpected so carrying this point on i said so if you're anything like me that can bring you a lot of worry making you constantly think about the future major life decisions and things of that nature but this is a lesson that i constantly need to remind myself And I continue to remind myself, and that is that what is written 
is written, whatever was destined for me will not miss me. And that is that's so true. I can I tend to get worried a lot about the future and major life decisions and what I should be doing in terms of my career and just things of that nature. And um, one thing that kind of takes my mind off it and kind of just allows me to appreciate the moment instead of worrying about the future is by recognizing that I, I truly believe in destiny. I truly believe that whatever is written for me is written, which means that it will occur. No matter what I do, no matter what I think, destiny, without a doubt, will not miss me. So there's no point in worrying and constantly beating myself up with regards to the future, when in reality, everything that was meant to occur in my life will occur, regardless of what I do, regardless of what I think. Everything that was destined for me will occur. So by me, instead of living life as best as I can and taking everything day by day and just trying my best, if I now take moments out of my day just to stress about my future, it's very pointless. And the reason is because, and this actually adds on to the next point, and that is, no benefit will be brought about from me worrying in the moment. The only thing that occurs is that my present moment, the only moment we live in is negatively affected. The only moment we live in is negatively affected because nothing in the future is guaranteed and the past will forever remain in the past. The past will never be brought forward to your present. If you had a friend pass away, he's he's never going to be with you in the present. And your future, that's never guaranteed. I have all these plans, all these things that I want to do, all these things that I want to achieve, all these places that I want to go. But the truth is that I could die at any moment. Perhaps you will not even listen to this podcast perhaps during the time period that I intended to upload this podcast I died and this will forever remain just hidden no one no one will watch this maybe and that just goes to show how uncertain the future is there's nothing guaranteed in the future except death that's the only thing I'm guaranteed everything else Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. So that's something that I always need to remind myself because it's very easy to ruin the present moment. The only moment that we are gifted with because the past is gone and the future isn't guaranteed. And to spend that time, the only time that you have right now, and to ruin it by thinking and worrying about the future when the future may never happen. What if you spend all of your present moment worrying about the future only for all those things that you worried about for it not to occur? And the thing is, no matter what you do, you can't change the future regarding a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are just completely out of your control. And regardless of what you do, you can't change them. 
So when you start worrying about things that you can't change in the future, that's that's a serious problem because for one, there's nothing you can do that can change it. So now you're just beating yourself up regarding something that no matter what you do, you can't change. And on top of that, you're worrying about something in the future, the future which isn't guaranteed. So that's something I always need to remind myself because... uh, for whatever reason, I can always get stressed about things in the future. So it's always important for me to keep things like this in mind. Because it grounds me and makes me more grateful to be in the present moment and allows me to appreciate the present moment a lot better. So carrying this point on, I said, so I found at times I was worried because I didn't know what I would do regarding X, Y, or Z. Then I found out that Allah opened a door to me that I would have never imagined. And Allah provides for whomever He wills. And I remember at the time I wrote this, I was there was a certain thing that was stressing me out. And previously I was really worried about it. And before I knew it, that thing that I was worried about was was completely gone because a door opened up to me that I would have just never imagined like and that's I don't know I guess it's like very like relieving like like a sense it gives you like a big sense of relief in a way because when you truly trust in Allah and you believe in Qadr and you believe that as long as you try your best and you put you put your trust in Allah that everything's going to be fine and you believe in the fact that whoever fears Allah Allah will provide for them a way out in which they didn't expect it can really take a lot of burden off your shoulders because you are no longer worrying about the future because you recognize that you're not in control you're placing all of that on onto Allah you you're trusting in Allah to take care of all of that and there's there's nothing there's no one which could do a better job regarding relieving you of your burdens than Allah so that's something I always have to remind myself. And the next point that I learned, and I remember learning this, I believe it was the start of the um, second year of university, like right at the start. I learned that you don't know people. Be very conscious of the assumptions that you form about people. Be conscious of your own biases and opinions that you form about people. And the conclusions that you form about people. Ask yourself, how did you come to believe these things? And try to find the root cause. You will often find that they are rooted in limited knowledge or bad experiences, which has caused you to develop a bias. And regarding this specific thing, I remember there was someone in my university, and I didn't know them particularly well, I had, had a negative assumption of them. 
and it wasn't like malicious in, in any way it's just I just assumed this thing about them and um, I come to know I was I was completely wrong like it couldn't have been further from the truth and that was like a big surprise to me that was like wow here I was thinking something about another person when in reality it was far from the truth and it just showed me that there's not much I really know especially regarding other people there's there's only so much you can possibly know about other people and that's even that's like if they're your friend like you actually know them you spend time with them still you don't really know much about them so how about those people that you are not friends with those people that you don't spend time with how can you possibly form opinions about those people now moving on to the next point and this is a lesson that i learned when i went to sweden and uh, i'll speak on this some more language is powerful being able to articulate yourself is huge without it you can feel powerless even if you have the strength of a hundred men being unable to communicate is horrible it's like being a massive baby you feel so incompetent so to give you some background uh, i grew up in sweden i was born in sweden and um, i left sweden when i was 8 years old and i moved to the uk and since i moved to the uk i pretty much didn't speak any swedish or very very little swedish and i i only went back to sweden twice i believe during that time or north sorry three times during that time since i left and only for short periods of time so as you'd expect i wasn't reading anything in swedish i wasn't watching any swedish movies or shows i wasn't speaking swedish so over time my level of competence within the language deteriorated more and more and more until now i can speak a bit of swedish i can understand a bit of swedish but i'm definitely no longer i'm definitely not fluent i'm no longer fluent fluent in swedish so when i went back to sweden um to visit my sister it it felt just so strange because i couldn't i couldn't speak the language and uh, everyone around me is speaking swedish and a lot of the words i'm not able to pick up and it felt it felt so strange and i wasn't able to communicate in the manner that i wanted to and it just made me feel so stupid because i just imagine not being able to let's say speak english and going to an english speaking country it's it was so horrible man and that just reminded me of how important being able to communicate effectively is how how powerful it can be and something that i wrote here was um you can feel powerless even if you have a, have the strength of a hundred men and it's so true like i felt so powerless and it just highlighted to me how important it is to be able to fully fully know how to articulate yourself also 
what I realized from this is that we can often assume um, that someone isn't smart or someone isn't as sharp as you think they are just based upon how well they speak a language. So when I was in Sweden, I'm, I'm sure they would have not guessed that I was like well-educated and um, that's just based upon the fact that they saw me struggling to speak their language. So people often associate your level of competence with how well you're able to speak. So I believe that lesson is important to recognize because you can leverage that. Because if you're a person that can communicate effectively and you're able to articulate yourself and you're able to use the correct vocabulary required for you to make your point. It can make you look and you will be competent through that. So by being able to leverage this, you can get your point across and people are going to be more willing to trust you. People will be more willing to say you're selling something more likely to buy the product that you're selling because you're able to articulate yourself in a in an effective manner. So, next lesson. Reading is amazing and can completely change how you view things. I also found that the most powerful lessons can be found in the most unexpected places. I read the autobiography of Malcolm X, hoping to learn more about him as I looked up to him because of his bravery and the fact that he was not afraid to speak about what he believes, what he believes to be true, while simultaneously having the humility to not only accept when he's wrong, but be vocal about it. And instead of only learning about the civil rights movement, racism in America, and the oppression African Americans faced, I found myself coming across page after page, the lessons that Malcolm X learnt and the beliefs he had and why he lived the way he did. Through that, I saw many gems which I never thought I'd find in a book that I thought was just about a controversial historical figure. So when I read Malcolm X's book, I just thought that this book is going to be about racism, this book is going to be about civil rights movement, This book is going to be just his beliefs regarding America at the time. That's all I thought. But when I started reading the book, it was more so about the life lessons that he learned along the way, which was so interesting. Because I was just thinking it was just going to be about racism and stuff. So when you're seeing him explain the life lessons that he learned along the way, And alongside the life lessons, why he believed the things that he did believe in, it was was very interesting. And it highlighted to me that you can learn lessons from places that you didn't expect. I learned a lot of powerful lessons within that book. But if you told me beforehand, what lessons do you believe you'll learn through this book? And the lessons that I actually learned are 
just completely different. Which just goes to show that you can find the most powerful lessons in the most unexpected places. So carrying on. That taught me in life you can find things in places that you'd never thought you'd find. For example, highlighting the story of Yusuf alayhi salam going to a well and seeking water, but instead Yusuf comes out. Moving on to the next point. Perspective is everything. The way you view things can often shape how you are. Now, the way you view things can often shape how you are. I believe that's a very true statement. And I believe we can see this, the effect of this, in, for example, sports. When you think about Michael Jordan, and you think about Kobe Bryant, both of these players were, of course, very athletic players, very skilled in that aspect. However, they weren't the tallest. They didn't have the longest reached. They couldn't jump the highest. They were very athletic, but they weren't the most athletic. They weren't the biggest. They weren't physically as dominant as other players were. Yet, they won a lot of championships. And when the game was on the line, when the best were were versing the best, the best were going head to head. The team that had Kobe Bryant or the team that had Michael Jordan would be the one that would come out on top. And that wasn't by accident. When the game was on the line and in order to win, the team, their team, had to score a point. You would not look any further than Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. And that wasn't by accident. See, both of these players, whilst they didn't have all the physical attributes, whilst they weren't as genetically gifted as other players were, they were the best. And perhaps there were players who were more skillful in three-point shooting. But when it came down to the end of the game and you need a three to score, you need a three to win the game, they're going to give you a three. And the reason was because their perspective allowed them to play in the manner that they did. They viewed basketball and winning through the lens of no excuses. They were not afraid to shoot because they knew if they didn't shoot, the chance that the ball will go in the hoop is zero. But as long as they shot, there was always a chance. So they were not afraid to shoot. Early on in Kobe Bryant's career, he had a game in which I think he shot the ball three times and each time the ball didn't even hit the rim. And he carried on shooting. He wasn't he wasn't afraid of shooting. 
Now, most players, after the second shot, they would be, not even the second shot, after the first shot, they'd be really reluctant to shoot. They'd be hesitating as they're about to shoot. But Kobe wasn't afraid. And Kobe developed a mindset that he called Mamba mentality. And this was a mindset of no excuses. This was a mindset in which you give your absolute all. And I believe that's the reason why he was so successful. And the exact same with Michael Jordan. His mindset, I believe, is why he was so successful. Because compare that to other players. Without the mindset that Kobe Bryant had or Michael Jordan had, they wouldn't have gotten as far as they did. Is that mindset that differentiates those players from the other players within the NBA, the, the regular guys within the NBA. It's the mindset because they're all skillful. They all made it to the league. They all have the physical attributes required to play the game, but what differentiates them is their work ethic, which is based upon the mindset. So the way you perceive things, the way you view things, do you have a victim mentality? Do you view things with a lens of fear or through a lens of taking on a challenge? I believe that's very important to highlight because imagine imagine you get very far in life and you have the skills required to achieve all your dreams but the only thing that holds you back is your mindset. Isn't that a scary thought to have? Imagine you have all the attributes required. You've got all the knowledge, all the skills. But when it comes down to it, your perspective is off. You don't view things in the way that they should be viewed. And as a result, as a result, you don't achieve the things that you sought out to achieve. And in the end, you end up not living up to your potential. Imagine, imagine that's all that it takes. The next lesson that I learned is where there's a will, there's a way. And I spoke about this a lot more in depth in my first podcast. So if you haven't already, go check that out. The next thing is confidence is silent. And I'm not speaking about confidence in general. I'm speaking about self-confidence. Because I believe there's a difference. I believe it doesn't really take much to be outwardly confident. Outwardly being confident doesn't take a lot of effort because it can easily be faked. But self-confidence, self-confidence, that's, that's different. Think back to Khabib versus Connor. Connor would be in Khabib's face, threatening him, telling him he's going to knock him out, telling him that he has no chance against him, that he should be scared, and that he is scared. But Khabib would look back in Connor's face, fearless. He wouldn't even need to say anything, because he knew he was the best. 
He knew for a fact that if he was to take the fight to the ground, he would win. And he also knew for a fact that he can take him to the ground because that's what he'd done with every other fighter. So he had a level of confidence which was so big that he didn't even need to speak. There was no need. Imagine imagine you're a billionaire. Would you ever feel the need to show off that amount of wealth you have? No. Because you know that you're a billionaire. There's no one else that you need to prove this to. Because as long as those nine zeros or yeah nine digits or nine zeros are in your account you know that you're a billionaire and you don't need to prove that to anyone else so remember that true confidence self-confidence is silent next point I learned that working on your body and your self-care can give you a lot of confidence. And that's so true. Uh, When I really started working on my body and my self-care and really trying to take care of myself in the way that I should have, that I believe everyone should be, it gave me a lot of confidence. It made me feel very good about myself. If you're a person that doesn't work on their body, or by body I just mean like exercising and if you're a person that doesn't take time out to really take care of themselves I believe that you should and um, I did make a video on this some some time ago and perhaps I need to make a different one because the self-care I have now is not exactly the same but regardless I believe the main thing is that you should be doing something every day to treat yourself well to be taking care of yourself now the next point is that you are what you repeatedly do and say to yourself now think about your thoughts think about that little person in your head which is always speaking to you what do they say to you How do they speak to you? If that little person in your head is always telling you that you're not good enough and that you will never amount to anything and that you don't deserve something and that things are too good for you, what do you think will happen? Your actions will follow. Your actions will follow. That little person in your head, which most of the time you have control over, can dictate how you live your life. If you always view things through a negative lens and always put yourself down, then undoubtedly what you do, the actions that you have, will be in accordance to that and the thing is once 
you take those actions. You will not do it once, you'll continue to repeat it as long as that person in your head doesn't change. That person still gives you the same message. So the things that you do will repeat. You you will continue to do the same things and over time, those things become habits. They become ingrained. They become part of you. So be conscious of what you say to yourself and how you act. Because once those habits are formed, it takes a lot of effort to change that. But even more so, the thoughts that you have, what you say to yourself, and how you think to yourself can either cause you to be propelled forward in life or can be the thing that holds you back. Now, the next lesson that I learned is that you need to stop adopting self-limiting beliefs. A lot of people have self-limiting beliefs and they don't even realize they have self-limiting beliefs. They say statements like, no, I could never, or like people like us don't do things like that, or I can't do those things. When in reality, they are more than capable of doing it. But because they have told themselves that they can't, and they have placed that limit on themselves, ultimately they will not achieve those things. I remember there was a friend of mine, and he's a very smart person. Like He's very intelligent, he's a very hard-working person. And he performs very well academically. And there was one time in which he said that comparing himself to some other students from either a different university or was it or some type of program, he said, I could never do as well as them. Like I I cannot compete with those people. And I just I just looked at him and I was just like, What? I I cannot believe that you can say that about yourself because he was more than capable of competing with those people. But I guarantee you that if he was to compete with those people, he would not be able to keep up. And the reason is not because he's not knowledgeable enough. It's because he truly believes that he can't, that there's no way these people are too good for me. And for that reason, he will not be able to keep up with those people. And just thinking about this now, I remember an analogy that David Goggins gave in a podcast in which he was speaking about Roger Federer. I might have butchered his name, but essentially the best tennis player in the world. And he was speaking about how, imagine you are facing the best player best player in the world and and just before he serves you're going to be thinking wow bear in mind you're a great tennis player yourself you're a very good high level player professional player you're very very good and now you're facing the best player in the world but now within your head you're thinking this guy is the best player in the world 
And what happens is, just before he serves, you tell yourself, I'm about to, I'm about to witness the best serve a person can possibly do. This guy is the best. This is about to be the best serve I'll ever see. So he serves the ball to you. And before you know it, it's six soul six one. And now you realize, wait a second. I can I can actually play with this guy. He's the best in the world, but I can actually compete with him like he's he's not outrageously better than me. Like this is a competition I can compete with him. But by the time but by the time that you realize that you can compete with him what happens is it's too late. He's already got that lead on you. So that's what happens with many people in their life. They adapt self-limiting beliefs and I've I've seen this within myself in which you think people are too good for you or things of that nature or you can't compete with them. And because of that, you don't compete with them. And then later you realize, wait a sec, I could have competed with them. Like I was more than capable of doing so. So don't adapt self-limiting, don't adopt self-limiting beliefs. Next lesson is that Value your, value your time because you'll never get it back. And the experiences and the lessons that you learn at this age is going to be the foundation for your future to come. And I believe that's very true because the beliefs I have at this age, the hobbies, the habits, the way that I view myself, the way that I think, are all going to shape my future. Because as time goes on, the habits that I have, whether positive or negative, if they stay unchanged, will become more and more ingrained within me. Which is why old dogs don't learn new tricks. It's very hard to change when you're much older. Which is why people have this perception of this grumpy old man always speaking about the good old days. Changing at an older age is a lot more difficult. So it's very important to keep in mind that your future... It's truly based around what you do whilst you're this age. And 20s, your 20s, my 20s, will be crucial, will be a crucial part to my life because it will set my foundation. The experiences that I have, the lessons that I learn, inshallah, that I will learn, inshallah, will be the foundation for my future to come. So these years, these following years cannot be wasted. I cannot afford to adapt negative habits. I cannot afford to adopt self-limiting beliefs. Because if I do that now, it could be that I will carry that on for the rest of my life.
which will ultimately mean that I will never live up to my potential. And I cannot allow that. I cannot allow that to happen to myself. And similarly, you cannot allow that to happen to you. So be conscious of the habits that you form at this age. And be conscious of how you view yourself and how you view others. Now the next, the next lesson that I learned was that most of the best moments I had this year were completely unplanned and happened by chance. Like moments where a five minute convo with my friends ends with a four hour discussion where everyone is laughing and having a great time. Moments like that no amount of money can buy. So enjoy them and cherish those moments because they may never come back. And it's always nice to look back at those moments. And that's true and I believe it kind of adds on to the previous points that I mentioned. You know, life is short, man. And um, no matter what you do, ultimately you will die and you need to be appreciative of the present moment and enjoy the people and be grateful for the people around you because ultimately those people will die too and perhaps they won't you won't even be there to witness their funeral perhaps you'll no longer be friends by the time that they've died perhaps you had a fallout or perhaps they moved to a different country and you never got to speak to them again and um, so I believe it's important to enjoy those moments that you have with friends and family because ultimately they're short lived and moments like that may never come back so be appreciative of those moments and the last lesson that I learned is and I believe this one kind of sums everything up and is important to take note of. And that is, and this is a message to myself, I'm still very young. I'm still very, very young. But time is not slowing down. And I'm only getting busier as time goes on. And the likelihood is when I get married, inshallah, when I have kids, inshallah, and I'm working, inshallah, Time will only speed up as every second will be occupied. And whilst this, is, whilst this is a scary idea that my life as I know it is only passing by quicker than ever with no guarantee to how close I am to my very own end. So far it's been a fun ride and it's been exciting and there's a lot to look forward to inshallah. A lot of joy to come but inevitably there will be moments of sadness and grief, disappointments. But ultimately, that's what makes life, life. And now that I have turned 20, I feel more alive than ever before. And I don't know what my future holds. But I pray that Allah, Azza wa Jal, gives me the best in this life and the hereafter. But if this is just my intro, which inshallah is I can't wait to see how this plot unfolds
how my life changes and what the qadr of Allah has in store for me. And I trust that Allah will provide me with good to come. I've been your boy, Abdurrahman. Thank you very much for listening. And if you haven't already, subscribe to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. And if you did enjoy this, give me a good review. And if you didn't enjoy it, let me know how I can improve. I wish you nothing but the best. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.